Well, hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to yet another installment of America's favorite podcast. Probably therapy. Dun, dun, dun. That was a lie, but welcome anyway. <laughs> um, my name is Kendall Torn. I'm Ryan Johns. And we are going to be your guides tonight as we journey <laughs> into the beyond. The beyond. Um... I'm going to, it's more beyond my sanity level is really what I'm (laughs) shooting for here. Yeah. We actually have like an agenda of what we want to talk about, which might be the first. Yeah. We always talk about like what we want to talk about, but we never really plan it out. So today we're really going to be. We're going to be clippy. Yeah. We're going to try and get through Not like the Microsoft Word guy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I forgot about him. Prompt. Or timely or timely. Efficient. 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 Ooh, I like that word. We're going to yep. be efficient Let's with our that. time. Um, well, we hope. Yes. We're going to talk about something that we've kind of brought up in several several episodes by now. And we've been like, we were, we're going to do an episode about this. We're going to do an episode about this. Yeah, so this is, we're actually going to do it. We're today, we're talking about 2020. Oh, 2020. And COVID. Um, not like the science of it. No, we don't not... know anything. This is just our experience of it and what it was yes. like to be grad students while this is happening and we're our, yes. during our practicum. We'll get into all of it, but just a, we're kind of just going to tell our story. Because I happened. don't think we've told our stories yet on this podcast, have we? Oh, no, we never do that. I, I feel like <laughs> this is the first time we're really going to be vulnerable. Yeah, because really, like, all we know is ourselves. So that's what we're giving you. So right. here we go again. Somebody <laughs> asked me, this is already a sidebar but somebody asked me today at work uh, my opinion or like I, again somebody referred to me as like the expert on something and i was like i literally started me? audibly laughing i just started me? laughing i was like what you clearly don't know who you're talking to because i have no idea what i'm doing um, yeah. and that's where we're at today folks <laughs> welcome okay so this is our journey through 2020 um, we're going to start around March because that's really when everything started to explode. Um, and for us, we had been in our practicum settings, mm-hmm. um, which is like our pre-internship. Right. You basically are a professional shadower. Yes. <laughs> and we were both in elementary schools, um, which was not where we wanted to be, but, no. but okay. It was like, good. We got the experience. Yes. I'm glad we did. I wish, honestly, now looking back, I wish I had gotten more of it because yes. I feel like it, it's a great foundation um, mm-hmm. and some people like land there and they love it and some people are like look I'm glad and that's I think where we are yes. we're glad we did the experience not really any plans to return right unless somebody was offering me like a really good job maybe but I mean even then be like oh, <laughs> not for you <laughs> how much are you willing to pay yes so we were in the, our practicum setting in March um, so only like We've only been three, there for a month three and months. And a half, three, three, yeah. Months. I have we we haven't even been there for three months. January, February, March. But it wasn't all January. Okay, so a month. I'm and a half. Maybe it was just mine. Mine was only I'd only been there for like I've been there for a month quite and a, a half or I've two been there months. For quite a while. Because mine started. I had there were annoying things. Look, when you work in a school district, there's all these loopholes you have yes. to jump through before you can actually start your job. <laughs> background, which are all good. Like you need to have a background yes. check. It's get your like stuff. immunizations. It's and... important stuff, but it just delays your start times. Right. And when you're a practicum student or an internship like, student. I just like, need hours. <laughs> right. And so some people, like we had classmates who literally had only been in their sites for maybe a couple weeks or, you know. It, so the, the push is definitely there and we were feeling like this we got to get all the stuff in and then it hits march and 
Wow. Yeah, we were on spring break, and then we got the word we weren't going to come back to in person, and then we weren't going to be able to go back to our practicum sites because they didn't have school, and then, mm-hmm. you know, just the whole cluster that happened with that, and mm-hmm. and then our our supervisor didn't know what we what they what they were what their jobs looked like right. so how do they know how to help us you know what, right. what can we do to help and we it's, just wanted hours and so we were just going from because our, our grad school's in person so we're going from all in-person classes mm-hmm. going to practicum like Being th- in three schools, times a week like physically and, seeing kids yeah and like everything kind of went out the window right and i don't know if your school did this what the school i was at we had um i mean i think some people uh, we we saw this as a very real possibility, right? The week before spring break. So this was like maybe the second week of March. And um, it's like first full week, but like second week into March kind mm-hmm. of. And um, we like we were talking about it at schools, like, right? Like I think the last kid that I ever met with, um, actually me and my supervisor met with him together. Um, but he was worried about his family that lived actually in another country and he was worried that they were all going to get coronavirus and, and die um which like I, it's a very real thing now still but um especially right at the beginning there were a lot of kids especially because you know they know it's that thing they know something's going on but mom and dad don't talk about it there's a lot of right like well, and i think like yeah there was the so many kids there was so many questions and like especially for kids like mm-hmm. you know they're they they would assume that parents have answers, right? Right. But and they, no one did. To be the, you know, the practicum student in the school who already doesn't have any answers, and then right. for kids to come ask all these other questions, you're like, look, I don't even really know where your classroom is. Yeah. I barely know your teacher's name, mm-hmm. and now you're asking me if your am, you know, aunt, uncle, or grandparents in, you know, Europe are gonna be okay if they're gonna make it through. And I'm like, I, I, yeah, wanna, I want to help you, but I just don't know. Right. We were also balancing the uncertainty of like what our our positions look like. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us had at that point, our supervisors were like, "We don't have anything for you to do," and so we were because they didn't know what they were. Yeah, they they didn't have anything to do. Right. And so um, we had we had nothing to do. So we were getting no hours. There was a lot of panic about my gosh, like there still is panic. Like, am I gonna get all my hours? Am I gonna you don't gonna have to do yeah. a second or another semester, you know, next year um, after we're supposed mm-hmm. to be graduated. Like, just a lot of worry about that. And I think, like, on top of that, like, I I feel like this. I feel this a lot. I don't know if you had the similar experience. I was just like grieving. I wasn't like, I wasn't prepared that we weren't mm-hmm. gonna go back. I I mean, I don't think a lot of us were, right. but um, I had built up quite a few relationships with these kids at these schools Mm -hmm. and i knew like okay like come may it's gonna be hard to say goodbye but then to just like abruptly right never see you again like it's just it's It's sad very suddenly yeah and it's you know there's a few kids that i look at and i you know my supervisor did a great job and i was super grateful to her because she did her best to try and involve me in things um you know she would try and find things for me to do or she'd say hey we're, you know, meeting, we're, we're going to start a group with this group of kids who um, really just need some, um, you know, this kind of attention or they need this kind of support or whatever. So she tried to involve me in as much stuff as she could, um, but it just was tough. And then, yeah, to, to know that there are these kids that I've been working with that, like, I thought I had another two months with them. Right. And then 
you know, very abruptly. Um, okay, I'm never see you them. again. <laughs> I, yeah, like I, there was one I remember, like I was actually, we were looking at um, possibly doing some, um, you know, tier two, tier three supports, putting those in place for him. And uh, then it just was, we're gone. Yeah. And all that stuff goes out the window. Um, and there is all that uncertainty of like, I think at the beginning we all thought like, oh, this is just going to be like a couple weeks and then we'll be back. And, um, and then it, I that think turned it, into months it, yeah, and then it was week, like, okay, the school's over. And, and yeah, it very quickly became, mm-hmm. oh, maybe we're never going back. Yeah. And the reality of that sinking in, I think was really hard to accept because we, we had our, our requirements we had to get, mm-hmm. we had... I mean, program stuff that we were trying to get done, but also just the connections we built with these students right. and, and even some of the teachers that like. And I think like like the panic of like, oh my gosh, did I get enough hours? Did I like really learn enough here? And then like kind of like mask that grieving. And I think like after like maybe May when I was like officially like done, like I knew like I was never going to have like, mm-hmm. like my supervisor was not my supervisor anymore. Like I knew that it was gone. I was like, wow, like I'm never going to get to talk to those kids again or go and like go into that building again as in this role and and um that just made me sad and yeah i well, think i think that the, a lot of the pressure i guess from the other like things mm-hmm. that we have to do matched to that of, for a while it all kind of stacked on top of each other but not in a way that like maybe maybe it did stack in such a way that it felt it was so much that it felt like it was easier to almost mentally numb it out yeah you know what i mean yeah just to be like it's so much that i don't even know how to understand the like emotionally mentally like it's just a ton and so yeah it's easier for me to just not think about it at all and and it was the first time that we were really sitting with kids like sitting with students sitting with clients in a in Mm -hmm. a way and so you we hadn't really realized or ever had a relationship like that before like I some mm-hmm. of those kids I'd only met with like a couple times right. and I like I'm still sad like I'll never get to see them again and so like I just learning mm-hmm. that like how impactful those relationships were mm-hmm. for the first time and then to have them like kind of like pulling away like mm-hmm. abruptly I think was like even more just devastating right in and ways from like I'd even talked to a couple of the parents of students and they were like Thank you, you know, for, for meeting with, you know, my kid. It's, you know, I've noticed some improvements and having teachers start. Like, I was kind of at that point in practicum because there is a weird, in our program, practicum one and internship, practicum and internship one, I guess. Um, it, it's the, the differences as you move from practicum to internship one to internship two, like, it's a very fluid transition, right? It's not like Mm -hmm. a very clean cut, like you are now an intern. You are like, it's just kind of, it happens. Um, But I was kind of at that point in the practicum experience where like teachers were starting to come to me instead of going to my supervisor and asking if I should, like they were starting to reach out directly to me. um, Like you had your own voice. More autonomous. Yeah. um, Yeah. I remember very sort of early on in the whole COVID experience um seeing that article about like that thing you're feeling is grief um that was circulating on social media yeah and reading through that i think you're exactly right it is like this as a society 
we kind of experienced this collective loss of a way of life Mm -hmm. and like we had to figure out what to do with that because do with it alone (laughs) right it's not like you know it's not like you could look to somebody who had already been through it and and say like how did you get through this Mm -hmm. right it was like oh no we're all dealing with this right now and nobody knows how we're gonna do it Um, or how long we're gonna have to do it how long yeah i mean i think that's still the case like people we've also we've obviously like kind of figured some things out Mm -hmm. but it's still like this when are we going to get back to normal? Like, even with, like, my clients now, like, are still, like... And they're yeah. just, like, you know, they're just kids. Like, they're just... Mm-hmm. They're just trying to figure out life. And they're like, I just want to have, like, a normal eighth grade year. I just want to have a normal senior year. I just want to, like, mm-hmm. have a normal life. Like, I want to get back to this. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I totally agree. I'm right. sorry. Like, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's super important to acknowledge with kids. Because um, I think one of the mistakes that I have seen people make... Um, and... Holy moly, am I unqualified to say this? And so I am ready for all the angry parents to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But like one of the mistakes I've seen parents make, not just with COVID, but with a lot of things, is to downplay it or to um, try to shelter kids from things in the world that are happening that are super important and really big. Um, You know, I think that this happened somewhat with um, you know, when we were kids, like 9-11. Um, and ma- some of that is like, well, when you're a, a little kid, you don't really, yeah. you're not able to really understand exactly what's going on. Well, um, and I think it's, a lot of it's just like, the parents are trying to mask their oh, uncertainty. There's their fear, their, you know, sadness, their grief. And mm-hmm. um, you do want to like protect your kids from that. And, Absolutely. Um, I think, and I think that's natural, but I think yeah. it's also really important to be, when it is something like this where it's a collective trauma and it's a collective experience of like we're going through something incredibly difficult i think it's okay to give yourself permission to to tell like for me it's to tell students or to tell kids um your kids or whatever to say like yeah this sucks it's really hard and we don't have answers and we're just validating that feeling of absolutely yeah man like it does suck this is really hard (laughs) right like and i think it's super like I'm always a proponent of like using the language that that students or kids mm-hmm. give you, right? So like if a kid says like, "Dude, this sucks." It's going to I'm not going to be like, "Yeah, it's really hard." Right? Like I'm yeah. going to be like, "Yeah, this sucks." Yeah, right? I do the like same thing. that I'm giving them back the language because I want them to know like one, I I totally understand where you're at. And two, I'm kind of there too. Um because I think a lot of people and we'll add this to the list of things that like maybe we'll talk about this because we're also in the future going to talk about school counseling versus clinical counseling but Mm -hmm. like people look especially in schools to the counselors to be like what are the answers (laughs) and i like i've had so many kids or teachers come to be like hey i need a solution to this and i'm like like who do you think i am i got nothing for you yeah um and I literally will tell kids, like, I don't have answers to your problems, but I would love to sit down with you and we can try and come up with some together. Yeah, I, um, and I think that really was, like, the missing piece here and, and kind of talking to everybody and, and not, I guess, not being able to talk to, like, our, our classmates and yeah. stuff because we were on, um, 
on remote learning instead mm-hmm. of not being able to like, you know walk into a class like five minutes for class and like chit chat like, yeah like, and like really like decompress with them piece. yeah and, I think that's... and I, that was missing so so much and mm-hmm. um i mean just moving on into like the, our summer classes and like how long that summer was like look i feel oh, for my kids gosh. like when they yes. started remote school in the fall which we'll get to later but like we had to ours was nothing compared to that we're also older and so like we're able to kind of push ourselves through those Mm -hmm. uncomfortable experiences better than you know a teenager or you know a small child but like i feel for those kids that sit in class for seven hours a day staring at a screen because we had to do it for what i think the longest we ever did it was five hours yeah we had back-to-back night classes and we started at 5 30 and ended at like 9 30 something yeah. like that so four hours but like those were tough they're brutal but then to think like i i can't i mean i'm in a middle school right so like i have 12 13 14 year olds who are sitting through class seven hours a day staring at a screen and i'm like i just don't know how you do it absolutely because it is so hard for me as like a semi-functioning adult um to to deal with that and then yeah like in the summer you know we really kind of hit the the brunt of sort of the covid response and things were shut down you couldn't go do anything like even i don't know if you ever had this but like i would take my dog for walks and there would be times where like i would see another person and i would feel guilty that i was like within eyesight of them <laughs> like yeah like it's like oh like it just I, felt I know you hadn't like, been like in that situation in so long it yeah. felt so wrong right even though it like right have not like, been totally, but it like, like in a completely yes. different on a, like a on right a like six feet or, apart or whatever like, no they could be like a hundred yards from me and i'd, I'd still, still be like, like are we human close? human right? like yeah it's crazy and well like, and i I mean, back to, like, just, like, the loneliness of that and stuff, like, Mm -hmm. when, like, I went right into my clinical setting, like, right after, I guess, kind of backing up a little bit before summer, right after we left practicum. Because you started early, right? I, like, they, my clinical site called me and they were like, hey, we we need you to start, like, if you, like, since you don't have anything to do at the school, like, come start with us. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that sounds great. And so, literally, I met with a supervisor for, like, an hour and then they gave me a client and they're like, okay, here, here you, you go. go. Like, and I'm like, you are now the therapist. Uh, okay. Like this right. is a little bit different than the school. Right. Well, and I think we had talked about before, like in our program, we spend the first year and a half really learning how to be clinicians and how to be therapists. And then, you know, January we get into schools and they're like, Hey, you can't do any of that. <laughs> and so right. you get used to doing that. And then suddenly it's like back to, you are now a therapist. And You're like, a clinician. Well, now I have to remember, cause I haven't done this. Yes. It hurts. And it's like total whiplash. And, and then it's all on telehealth. Right. So yeah, then I'm not actually with them. So my first client I ever sat with, I was sitting in a fraternity house because that's where I was quarantining and they were at Your their boy. House. Okay. So just for clarification. <laughs> Her fiance is he. He was what, the house dad for fraternity. Yes, Ryan does That's not why just I, live in frat. Houses. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. There's a reason. So I mean, it just like it was so out there. Like, like who would have told me? Like, if you would have told me that, like our first year, oh, like the first time you actually sit in front of a client, you'll be on the computer. I would be. I would be like, uh, no, uh, that's not what I signed up for. In a frat house. That's- <laughs> 
<laughs> and That's your, not what I signed your, up for. Your fiance may be making you some lunch downstairs. <laughs> like it's it is crazy to like. I could never in a million years because like for mine, I I kind of was doing stuff still in the school um, up through about May. Um, and I had this really bizarre experience. I, I really liked my practicum site. I loved my supervisor. She was absolutely amazing. She's still, I think, an incredible We probably had counselor. the best practicum supervisor. 100%. Even of, compared in the whole to like city. our other yeah. classmates who I, I, well, I say this, and of course we're going to see them next week, and they'll probably be like, what were you talking about? <laughs> um, assuming they even listen to this podcast. But like, we had amazing experiences. <laughs> yes. And I still look back at that. I'm like, I wish I could have been there longer but like she tried to keep me involved in stuff and um I just I feel I feel a little bit robbed of of that experience but like I had kind of a delay between um ending my position in the school which was about May and it was a very abrupt end like I don't think it was personal for them but it was just like hey school's over boom you're gone yeah. Like they dropped me. I was gone. I yes. couldn't access my email that they had set up for me. I couldn't like nothing was working for me. I could. So I, I, it was bizarre. Um, I was just very abruptly done with them. Mm. Um, and then there was like a, a maybe month or so gap between when I ended that and then I started at my clinical site. Um, but like to date, I have never sat with a client. It's that is telehealth. insane to me. <laughs> it's I have only seen clients virtually. And I guess like really it's only been like a few months that I've started seeing clients. And I right. still have like one client that I've never met in person. Right. I've never met any of mine. And I, I mean one of the benefits of that is you can see people who live further away. And so like that's that is one of the positives of telehealth is you can be a resource for people who may not normally mm-hmm. be able to get to you. Yeah, like my clients um, at college. So yeah, and my not, client lives yeah. about an hour away, and so one of my clients lives about an hour away. So that's great. But like, and I think it's just a bizarre way to start out our career as therapists. Completely. And like, <laughs> I I just hear about like professors or you know even some of our classmates who started um, who only have clinical placements. Um, and they, they started out in January sitting with clients in person. Um, like, hearing about that experience, I'm like, I literally don't know what that's like. Yes. I want to know what that's like. I would love to know what that's like. Um, but, like, I don't know when I'll know what that's like right mm-hmm. now, um, which is still crazy to think about. But Well, and I think, like, the people who did start in January sitting in front of people and I... Like that's the other interns at my my clinical site, yeah. and I'll I'll like I'll, the first couple times that I showed up at my site, and they were there and everything. I was like, hey, like where's the filing cabinet? I'm like, where is the key? Right. Like how where is the I, printer? How I'm, do I I'm like, I don't know how to do. Like I don't know where any of this stuff is. Like I don't know any. Like how did you not know? Didn't you have orientation? I'm like, yeah, I had orientation online. Like, like it wasn't in the, no one was in the building. Right. Like, like they weren't showing me around. Yeah. No, I didn't get a key or anything. And, and they're just like dumbfounded by that. And I think that's so funny. Um, and they're like, wait, so the first time you sat in front of a client was over the computer? I'm like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. it's my world. Yeah. Like I, I am learning <laughs> as I go how to not like, and honestly, I think part of it, like, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe you feel this way too. If not, then it could just be me. I'm weird. But, like, there is a really cool part about our experience in that yes. we are learning how to I do agree. telehealth and, and 
um, you know, teletherapy as well as, um, you know, getting the opportunity to build these skills to sit with clients in person, right? Yeah. Like, we no, I trained that way originally. Yes. And then we had to very abruptly and quickly learn how to adapt that to Yes. No, I'm putting on like my co- my, my college applications. <laughs> my, oh, job, my, college? Job, my job, my job, my job application. My job applications that I am like, I can adapt. I'm flexible. I know how to use this technology. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, my confidence in using that technology is right. way more, like way higher than right. it ever like, would oh, have like been. Oh, like my client gets in, uh, like their car breaks down. They can't make a decision. Great. Do you want to do telehealth? Do you yeah. want to do a uh, virtual session? Yeah. Like, we can do that. Right. Like I, I have absolutely zero anxiety about like, if I need to switch on the fly and they want to do telehealth. Great, let's do it. Cool, let's, we're game. Right. Like I'm set up. Like, and do you want to do the same time? Yeah. Do you do you need to reschedule the time to make it work better for you? Like, let's do it. Um, and that's a really cool part about the telehealth too is the scheduling can be so flexible because there's no travel time, right? Like, oh yes, that's, like that's I don't need great. to worry about like <laughs> you know, okay, when can I make it to the office? Well, I've literally been in the office that I'm at my internship site once, and I shortly thereafter received information that the locks had changed so that even the keys I have don't, don't work. work for the office. <laughs> so I can't even get into my office anymore. But if, um, what's, why do you need to? Because I know they don't yeah. But like I never, I haven't used it once. And I honestly, like as much as it sucks, I don't know if and when I will. Because yeah. like, um, I you know, everything is getting crazy again, which like, whew, I we are not going there because I'll probably just crumble into a pile of trash but stay in the present <laughs> stay and be just be so let's present just be present be in this so moment present. and <laughs> um, i my toes are cold that's how present Dude, i am mine are really cold too oh my gosh we're we so need to present. work on our secu- circulation <laughs> <laughs> our blood our blood flow anyway <laughs> wow um, like it's just it's crazy to think like i may never sit with a client in person until i graduate in an I'm an LPC. And I, they like, will give you an LPC and you've never, you've sat, never sat in front of I mean, I've been with, like, don't get me wrong. I've sat with students. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I, I am confident in my ability to sit with a client or a student and work with them. But it's insane. Yes. It's insane. And even now, the added stress of, like, we're feeling this. I, I know school counseling students are feeling this in our program. I don't know about the other tracks because... Um, I haven't really talked to them a lot about it. Um, I feel like, honestly, despite the fact that I have more class time with them, I feel like I don't talk to them as much. Um, I, I don't know well, if we have they're a, we have experiencing... A group, we have a group meet with our school counselor buddies. So yes, we do. And we, it's we like to vent and ask questions, and, which is um, great. That is... Yeah, we'll vent. We'll, we'll share random things. We'll talk to we'll tell jokes we'll yes. commiserate we'll <laughs> be like hey there's this job open right like which i mean really like we had that before all this happened and oh, yeah. we didn't use it until no. like but then it was there like when, yeah when suddenly we couldn't physically see each right other, no and like, i think oh, that we, like, was a huge tool for us oh it, i it think it is. really helped keep us connected with each other yeah um because it was like hey we're all going through this together and we actually have this like um, you get it. this tool to, <laughs> yes. to communicate about what that's been like. But like, I know we're school counseling students are really like pressed and stressed, pressed and stressed. <laughs> um, sounds like an orange juice ad um, <laughs> about like getting all their hours in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the other, you know, tracks, the mental health and marriage couple family track students, but I'm assuming they may be in a very similar position. Cause I know one thing that happened 
like my clinical supervisor told me that she basically went down as when COVID hit um, early, early on back March, April kind of area. Um, a lot of people were very hesitant at first to do telehealth. Um, and I, I, I understandably, I think it's a big adjustment for a lot of people. They're concerned about what that is like and if it's going to be like normal therapy and all that stuff. But like, I, I assume that they're also in a similar position of being concerned about hours and yeah. know, we have no, a I think semester they, and a half left and yes, uh, I think everybody's like, are we even going to be able to graduate in May? No, I, I think there's a lot of people questioning that and um, I, yes, I think that and I think our program and I guess that would be like the state, the licensure people, they are taking into consideration what yes. we what, what our options are and what what we have had opportunity to do yeah which has been helpful but it's i think that's also kind of like sad i know like it, it just sucks like i don't want to have a little asterisk on my like license right, like, that like yeah. oh well she graduated during covid she did her internships during like covid time so like she probably isn't like she didn't get as many hours yeah she's like somehow. you know um, her degree is like a little less important. A little less, a little less yes. A little less, um, what's the, I literally can't think of the word I want. A little less valid. Valid? Little, valid, valid, I guess. A little less, work. I don't know. But like, uh, cool you know what I mean? was the only word that was coming to my well, mind. It's not that quite does. as cool, you know, it's like a different color. <laughs> not as cool. Um, it's, it's purple and normal blue. Um, but yeah, but I think there's a lot of stress of like, are we going to be able to get licensed? Are we going to be able to graduate? Yeah. Like what and I what's think that timeline look like now? The hard part when you're on this end of it and you're a graduate. I'm, I'm sure they feel this normally, like during a normal year. But like when you're on the graduate student side of it, it's there's already a lot of stress and ambiguity yes. and like uncertainty and like we and try just, our hardest, yeah. but like we're still not sure. Just like learning the process and like how are you know what's going to be the best situation? What's going to be what are the right steps that I have to take to get right. this? And now this has just kind of put a big wrench in that and, well, and, and made it question all like, even more. I don't, the whole question of like, are there even right steps anymore to take? Like, right. We do yeah, what we that's can, true. but like, are we doing the right thing? Is there something different we should be doing? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like just these are all, all the questions. Just, these are all conversations yes. we've had. Like, uh, even with honestly, look here, here's the deal. Even in our classes right now, like we'll full transparency, some of our classes right now, I feel like, are just crazy and ridiculous and a lot of work. Hundred percent. It's, I, I don't know. We've been I'm, ranting a lot. <laughs> I think I've gotten several new gray hairs since August, um, and I, I literally had somebody be like, "It's kind of salt and peppery," and I'm like, "Great." I'm like I'm 25. 25. <laughs> uh, I know I might talk sometimes like I'm 90. Years. I literally called somebody today. Um, oh, I use like a word, and I literally I was with people. And I used some word to describe a parent. Um, and I turned to, it was like a couple teachers and our social worker at work. And I turned to them. I was like, am I 90? Did I really just say that? Like describe a grandparent. Yes. But I was, it was, but like, I don't want to look 90. I don't need the gray hairs. You don't need the stress. No. This is just grad school. And it we're, be we're, crazy. And it's our second to last semester. Our mm-hmm. classes are. We haven't I'm even started studying for the licensure test. Trying to actually murder us. Yeah. I, I may file uh, file charges against our professors after <laughs> the end of the semester. I think you'd have some people that could sign off on that. Too. Oh, yeah. I definitely have like, um, what is it, like co plaintiffs or. 
Yeah. Co- I don't know what. All called. of our classmates would agree. Because it's we're been all rough. like slowly going insane. But um, but also like I feel like I've been able to relate to a lot of kids this semester. Oh my gosh, I am like, so, dude, I feel it. I, I feel so you, much man. For like, I, I literally, and I, I was on a, at a meeting. So we had parent teacher conferences um, today and yesterday, and I had, I was talking. Um, I was in a meeting, and one of the parents she mentioned she was. Um, or the teacher was like, yeah, I looked through and, you know, out of uh, 172 assignments that were given in first quarter, you know, he did 162 of them or something like that. And I literally texted our seventh grade administrator who was <laughs> also in the meeting. Me at, and I was like, "Did I'm sorry, you can we just pause for a minute? Did he really just say 172 assignments? And that was only half of them. That was half of a semester. Oh my god! In, in what is that? No. Eight weeks? Nine weeks? These kids. One hundred and seventy-two assignments. These I was, kids. My mind was blown. And I, yeah, like given where we are, I'm like, I don't know how kids are functioning. No. I don't know how I'm functioning. Yeah. I don't know how anyone is functioning. I I agree. It's it's crazy and. I mean, and the goal is to graduate, right? Like, I've been, I've been seeing seniors, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, my like, guys, like, we just want to graduate. Like, we're so close. Like, we yeah. just have to push like the extra little bit, and you'll be there. And it's gonna feel so good walking across that stage, right? It's like, um, <laughs> actually, here's the thing: instead of graduation, you're just gonna be sitting at home, and instead of walking across the stage, you're gonna no, be drinking I... some, I don't know, coke on your deck with your parents, who are like, hey, like, I, I'm the job, I guess. Good job. And maybe your grandparents <laughs> will like zoom in and, and tell you. Well, I don't want to think like they that. Made so we're gonna for dinner. we're gonna like, imagine that there's a stage. We're walking across it. We do the whole imagery thing. It's like yeah, we're my, like we're mindful, we're motivationally again. thinking about this moment of grabbing this degree and if never having to come back into this building again. <laughs> you can achieve if you visualize. Yes. You become real. Um, welcome to our new podcast you focus about motivational on speaking. Expands. Um, we're just going to toss out some nice buzzwords and phrases <laughs> to you. No, um, Self-care. Self, uh, literally. <laughs> um, also, this is just a side note. We did today um, at, um, at work, me and our counselor. So I willingly um, gave up my office today and let our teachers, we created um, like Zen calming rooms for teachers. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I thought so too. I even left like a funny little note on the, the door. Um, and it was, it was amazing. I was, I was so creative. Did they use them? No one used them. No! I was, I like, oh my I know gosh, I told teachers like, uh, it's okay. Like there's no pressure if you don't want to. Um, like I, it was just available to you. Um, but like in my heart, I was like, oh my God. It's gonna so great. They're gonna use them, and it's gonna be amazing. It's so sad. Literally, nobody used them. <laughs> and then at the very end of the day, our seventh grade administrator came in, and she went into one of them, and she was like, "I need a minute." And I was like, "Oh." She was like, "Have people been using these all day?" I was like, "You're literally the first person." Oh. And she was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, I know. I'm totally not offended." Um, <laughs> but I totally am. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: like, we had sent out an email yesterday about it, or our principal did. Saying like, hey, this is available. And I sent out an email this morning saying, hey, this is available. And then I, he was, our principal was making an announcement around lunchtime. And I was like, I, I so it, school counselors out there, you know this experience. You carry walkie-talkies around. 
um, in case the powers that be summon you. Um, and I walkied him while he was making this announcement. I was like, hey, plug the calming rooms. And he was like, oh, good idea. And so he he made an announcement about that too. Um, but we also had like, so a big thing in our district right now is um, making sure teachers are aware of and have you know, know how to access our EAP program mm -hmm. um, in case, you know, they want to schedule a, an appointment with a therapist or anything like that. Um, so we had all of that information laid out. Like we had all this stuff set up and the rooms were set up to like, we had these lamps and there was like, you know, I had like this nice, um, I don't know, Christmassy smelling air freshener. A and lot of work went diffusers into these rooms. And some like, some nice like music calming and it like, yeah, nobody used them. Oh, um, I was a little sad about well, I that. Think, I mean, not to. We said we were gonna do this timely, Kendall. This 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 podcast. Are you mad at me? No, Is this what's happening? I'm. I'm. Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. Well, we have one more very important bullet point that I want to oh. touch on before we have to close today. Ryan, I think you're absolutely right, <laughs> and I think that. This might be the toughest part of our internship process right now. Is yeah. is this quote? You're not getting a good representation of your future career right now. Right. What is it like to hear that? Right, when this is all you have to base it on. Yes. Like, like first time in a building, first like, time hey, with kids, and hey, it's during COVID. To your career. But it's this not isn't like your career. right. It's so much. It's like, yes. Well, then what do I do with it? Like, yes. how do I like everybody? My my coworker, other counselors I've talked to, they're like, don't base your experience um, or your opinion of like school counseling or this job or even like being a therapist. Even like, today, I think I heard that three times. Yeah, it's like you know, don't base your your opinion or your experience or you know whatever on on this year or on right now or this isn't what it's like and all this stuff and even like. Okay, well, then no. what do I base it on? Right, this is my only frame of <laughs> this reference. This is my only frame of reference. This is what I think I want to do, but right. uh, like, maybe not because it's I, awful right now. <laughs> do I want to be a therapist if it means I never get to see clients in person? Or do I want to be a school counselor if it means like we're always questioning day to day if we're going to suddenly be evicted from our own building because, I don't know, there's some worldwide pandemic that we're, you know, having to deal with. Um, like all the crazy things that we're having to deal with um, at the secondary level, like counselors end up having to do a lot of things like scheduling and, um, you know, student schedules, master schedules, enrollment, all this stuff. And every time I'm doing anything, it's always been, the message has always been like, this isn't normal. This isn't normal. And I'm like, but this is normal for me right now. This is all I know. This is, this is the only normal I know for yes. this job. I don't know what your So if we ever like. do get back to normal, I'm going to be like, what What do I do? Right. Like, like, <laughs> uh, when we get back to normal, it, the normal will be weird because that's not what we started with. Like, right. We're learning how to do all these crazy things and bizarre like roles and and learning how to be school counselors in yes. this very weird time in, in sort of the history of our world, honestly. And everybody's like, but this isn't normal. It's like, I don't. I don't know what to do with that because this is normal for me right now. I don't yeah. have another normal. It's like, to thanks to. for like letting me know. Um, now what? <laughs> right, right, and it's will it's it ever tough be normal? Because <laughs> I and I think we talked about this like just in conversation, but like there's that part of us that looks at or thinks about 
sort of where we're at, what our, our jobs are like, because um, you're now also um, working as a, a long-term sub for a school counselor. Um, so you're working in the buildings like, you know, uh, you know, most days now as well. And um, there's just that, that like sense of urgency almost that like, well, I want to kind of make a choice about like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Yeah. Even though like, Look, we always well, tell and people, we have, like, you don't have to choose now. Right. But, but we like, also have, like, options in our program to mm-hmm. do do it on the clinical route or go down the school counseling route. And right now, I mean, I honestly, school counseling is not looking too good. <laughs> well, and I honestly am looking at it like, uh, there's that part of me, I, I there's a lot of parts of me, but, like, there's part of me that's like, do I really want to do either one of these because neither one is really what I imagined it to be, right? Yeah, like, right. I, we built up these True. ideas and through no fault of anybody, but because, you know, when we were in the classes that were preparing us for this kind of work, they were basing it on, they were training us on the assumption that things would be quote-unquote normal. Right. Right? And we so had that no was reason to believe otherwise. We were trained as if things were going to be, you know, normal. And then we started in schools and whatnot, mostly normal. And then it very quickly went, you know, down the drain. And, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, this isn't what I was trained for. This isn't what I, we, we had all these things built up in our heads of like, this is how you sit with a client. This is how you work in a school. This is how you do X, Y, and Z. Um, and, and now we're in the, the schools. Case. We're sitting with clients. We're doing all this stuff. And it's like, mm, yeah, no, none of it looks the way that I had in my mind or that again our job applications like, are gonna say flexible <laughs> um prepared for anything uh just like ready to figure it out because that is i mean even just sitting in meetings now and i'm a long-term sub and and i don't have a voice i don't i don't have an opinion i can't have an opinion that i've never been i don't haven't been there i've been there long enough and right. yet they're asking me for help because they just need someone who doesn't know what the regular schedule looks like to right. just put have input. I'm equally prepared to help a kid who's having a meltdown, but also have a meltdown myself. Right. Like I am I am ready to go either route, whatever is needed of me. <laughs> like do I need to go have a mental breakdown in my office for five minutes? Great. I'm gonna go do that. But then if you radio or walking me and be like, hey, this kid needs you, like, mm, okay, cool. Be right there. Let me just like wipe off my face of like the sheer panic of like not knowing what I'm going to do tomorrow <laughs> and, yeah. and then like put myself together a little bit to go help a kid who also doesn't know what they're going to be doing tomorrow. Yeah. But I think that just goes back into this, this bigger theme. I mean, over the last couple episodes that we've talked about of the um, imposter syndrome and just not really feeling like oh, I can classify myself as a school counselor yet because i mean can i yeah exactly it's my job title but like do i feel like i know what that means yeah so (laughs) not really yeah i mean all in all just this year has been a struggle for everyone and and we understand that and we see that and we hear you we're hearing you we we know what it's like but we just kind of wanted to share what it's been like for us in grad school and and kind of what that looks like for our future moving forward and and how we see ourselves in this in this position in this right. time. And I think the hard part, and we can kind of we can end end with this, but like the hardest part for me is um, 
you know, I think it's always important and we always tell kids like, it's okay that you don't have answers, right? Because in life, you're not guaranteed to have answers to a lot of things in your world. Um, But there is always that unspoken um, but at the end of it, that's like, you're not guaranteed. It's, It's okay not to have answers, but, you know, there are answers out there, right? Just so that knowledge that they exist but I feel like right now it's like, it's okay not to have answers, but also we don't know if there's answers. Yeah. It's learning to sit with the uncertainty right now. Which is, it sucks. And it's scary. I'd like you to repeat my word back to me and reflect it so that you uh, <laughs> it communicate sucks. empathy. Thank you. It and sucks. it's scary. It's scary. You're right. Um, look at us communicating some nice empathy. <laughs> Guys, this is some advanced level oh my um, goodness. techniques going on. We are creating space and making room for the uncomfortable to be present with us here today. Thank yeah. you um, for coming to our soapbox. Yes. And Thanks for coming to our... Um, our rant <laughs> if you guys ever have anything that you guys would like us to talk about in the future on podcast episodes um, if there's a specific mental health subject um, or school subject you want us to cover um, please let us know you can Instagram message us send us some nice DMs probably like, therapy keep it um, preferably like um, I don't know appropriate would be great of I course like, you know if it's inappropriate you do you, but we're probably just going to delete it. So, I mean, follow your heart, but that heart might lead you into our deleted bin. Um, or shoot us an email at probablytherapy at gmail.com. Um, Ooh, we're fancy. We just remembered we had that account today. So, um, hey, maybe we'll start using it. We are, we are official and we don't even realize it. <laughs> we, we forgot how official we, we are. forgot how official we were. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.